I was talking to a lady I had never met before earlier on with a colleague of mine who I work quite closely with. That was convoluted. And she was talking about um, a book club book. Right. And uh, because the lady I work with is supposed to have been at the book club, mm. but she's been kind of shirking her book club duties recently. And so she said, so what Well, book? the first rule of book club is you don't turn up the book club. Yeah, or read the book. Yeah. And so um, she... Uh, said so what was the book this week and the other lady said i think it's the no she said it was the girl on the train and the lady i work with said so is is she actually a girl the person in the book is she actually a girl or is she a woman and said oh she's a woman and so so she's just got it's called the girl on the train because um like it's just annoying like blah blah she didn't say blah blah, but she was just. I knew what she was getting irritated about. Mm. She's like, it's infantilizing. Yeah, She's but that's what men like to do, isn't it? And um, and I don't. Is it written by a man? I don't know. No, but it's part of the patriarchal. Yeah. and um, I and I said, I that's what I said. I said, uh, I said, yeah, typical patriarchy, brilliant, and our uh, thanks patriarchy mm. or something. And then the uh, lady who I didn't know, yeah. kind of looked at me a little bit like quizzically mm. and a little bit I thought she was a little bit irritated and uh, she started really probing me about what exactly it was I meant and I was like well because just you know because I feel like it's right to I basically you said have, you should have mansplained sarcasm to her No, no, it wasn't sarcastic because I wasn't being sarcastic. Oh. I was literally saying that. I mean, I was kind. I was kind of saying thanks, patriarchy, but mm. I meant it. It's like, and 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 so. Well, I was, you meant it. You were thanking the patriarchy. Well, I was. I was slagging position. off the patriarchy. So it's sarcasm. Um, yeah. So it was sarcasm. I'm sorry. I've got to push you on this point, sir. But so and then I. I so I felt like I, what I thought was, I I felt like. I was being scrutinised for maybe making light of something that's actually a genuinely irritating mm. thing that was going on. And so I tried to explain uh, for a couple of minutes why I thought that it's uh, it's something rubbish about the patriarchy. And then uh, I realised that then I was explaining to <laughs> this, this thing to the lady and she was still kind of looking at me and I couldn't work out if she was doing it or if like, mm. she was deliberately taking the... Um, like putting me in an awkward position because people mm-hmm. have done that to me, like deliberately. Yeah. And um, and then I had to. Ex- then I felt that like I had to explain that no, I was actually being sincere. That I do think it's a rubbish thing. And then I had to explain that no, I'm sorry. Just when I, it's probably neurological, but where I quite often sound sarcastic when I'm being sincere and vice versa. And it's it's probably a, an actual neurological thing. And um, and mm. she didn't quite believe me, and I had to throw to my colleague who said, "Yeah, no, he is a bit like that. Mm. It is a bit difficult." Um, yeah, so I felt I felt guilty for not being serious enough about my um, feminism. Well, I, you see, I I guess I mean I still hate women. So and no, I don't. That's stupid. I don't really. Just some women. <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of men, yeah. And but in general, mm. I think women are okay as a as a 
group and men are awful as a group but then individual men i really really like but individual women i really really don't like so it's it's difficult so you I don't, don't know. you don't you like women as a group but you don't like any individual women no i like loads of individual women oh, okay it's just there are some individual women that i really don't like okay are there any individual I'm not men that name you don't names. Like? yeah there are shitloads you're you're name names I think I think what it is is there are individuals in each gender and all mm. of the, uh, the um, other um, iterations mm-hmm. um, that I like and dislike individuals. Right. But in general, I think men mm. are a bit shit. And in general, I think I put women on a bit of a pedestal. Seems- Do you know, it's interesting because I am now back where mm. I was when I was about 21, 22 before like well, having Peter a couple Burra. of... What? Yeah, no. Have it, uh, no, I was in Southampton when I was twenty-one, twenty-two. Okay. In, in fact, I was probably in this in this radio studio because I was at this university when I was twenty-one. My 22. joke wouldn't work so well though if no. I'd, I hadn't assumed that you were somewhere else. But like back then, I was fiercely idealistic. I was mm-hmm. very angry, six-former mm. guy who didn't like uh, uh, other men. But it was entirely selfish. It was entirely from me because of the reason I didn't like men. Mm was because, or boys really, because that, that's where the age group I was in, the reason I didn't like them was because um, I couldn't understand them at all and they were the ones who always took the piss out of me because I didn't understand sport or cars or any of that stuff and those were the things that singled me out so I never really found my group and I put women on a pedestal because they were always nice to me and then I went through a phase of having relationships with women and then became very ambivalent about everyone, just ev- everyone. Mm-hmm. And then when you met me, I was going through a phase of just thinking everyone should shut the fuck up. Mm. I wish everyone would just shut the fuck up. And and that's the phase you're still in. No, no. Now I um, think everyone except uh, men, mm-hmm. like especially white straight men, mm. except me, obviously, and you, I guess. Thank you. Should um, should be able to say whatever the hell they like. Mm-hmm. And be scrutinised or not, but just uh, on a level, and men should just shut the fuck up. Unless they refuse to uh, stand up uh, during national anthems. They can be... The, the, the woke people, they're all right. Okay. I like them. Um, the who? The woke people. Who, who, the woke? They're people from Wokingham. Ah, they... They sound like um, you'll have heard about them. People on my Twitter, kind of people, people on Twitter and Facebook keep talking about uh, people who are woke as fuck. Mm. They're from, they're all from Wokingham, and some are from Woking. Really? <laughs> went I went further with that joke than I needed to. I could have just gone to Woking. No, I yeah, but why why stop at Woking when you can go to all the way to uh, Woking? Worthing? That's how I always end up in Scunthorpe. My favourite city. Yeah. Have you ever been? No, it's it's because it's so it's name. so rude. <laughs> The um, if you want it to be, the one of my colleagues, her daughter is doing um, has just got her GCSE results, and she um is she's being very supportive. I'm hearing her end of the conversations, but her daughter kind of she did quite well at English, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to go in that direction with her further studies but she's really fretting about it because she's a teenager and everything's really serious when yeah. you're a teenager and the mum's trying not to put any pressure on her but at the same time trying to give her guidance and stuff like mm-hmm. that um, and my initial uh, thing I said to her after she finished the phone call was 
should have just told her that she's going to like spend 40% of mm. her life regretting whatever decision she makes anyway now. Darling, life's going to be miserable, whatever yeah. you do. And then I said, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you should have told her it doesn't matter what decision she makes because uh, in 10 years' time, mm. she's going to be living through the Mad Max future anyway. And then she'll have kids and ruin her life for her. Yeah, and then the other thing I realised, but I didn't get the chance to tell her, which I told her about today, is I my all of my instincts say... Mm. Go for English, not geography. Go mm. for English because English, I think, is really important and I love reading mm. and, and etc. And we were talking a little bit about the plays that she didn't really like um, studying Shakespeare and stuff like that, but she did really well at it. And I really and I was thinking about mm-hmm. all the plays we did and how that was really good. And someone had the, a copy of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and at first it was weird because that's a that's a, a script; it's not a novel. But then I was like, but I read loads of scripts when I was at school because that's what you do. Me too. And then, I, I had the uh, Monty Python script yeah. book. Well, I think I had some comedy yeah. script books as well. I know you were making a, a, a kind of a, a, a an askance pop culture reference when I was talking about school texts, mm. but but no, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so I was thinking that, and then uh, but then I was in the bathroom and I thought, but having said that, even though I like Midsummer Night's Dream is one of my favourite things mm-hmm. ever, um, I would really struggle to recall any of Midsummer Night's Dream, whereas the music. And the lyrics from Frozen Fever <laughs> have been spinning through my head all afternoon. So maybe English isn't that fucking important. I'd never really got on with Shakespeare. I appreciate it's good. Uh, bottom. I know Bottom. I know uh, Oberon War was in uh, Midsummer's Night Dream, wasn't he? Oberon was. Titania? I don't know what you're saying. Oberon War. Was it Oberon and Titania? Yeah. Oberon Mm. War, was that an an, um, Oscar Wilde reference? I I forget who he was, to be honest with you. The name name jumped into my head, to be honest with you. This is where it becomes uh, desperately clear that sometimes just blagging your your pop Mm. culture and literary references just isn't good enough. I just literally did some word association and went with it. I couldn't help it. So, um, how's your holiday? Oberon War. What was he good for? Well, we don't know. Absolutely the, nothing. We don't know because we yeah. don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the name's obviously stuck in my head, so, you know, he, he lives on. Sorry, what, did you ask me a question? I asked you about your holiday, but I thought I should maybe do the um, admin first. Yeah, go on, do the admin first. Uh, uh, this is Two Grown Men. You can listen to all of our previous episodes at Two Grown Men Don't. Two Grown Men Don't Fuck. <laughs> wow! <laughs> two, two Grown Men dot net. I'm just texting Dr. Freud. <laughs> Two grown men do fuck, I hope. I mean, uh, .net. <laughs> Two grown men .net. Uh, you can listen to all the previous episodes. Most of them have some form of show notes on there as well, so links to stuff we've talked about and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look up Oberon War to find yeah. it. Is that spelled W-A-U-G-H? It's spelt however you like. I'm looking it up now. Right. I'm doing a Scotty look it up. So um, so there's that. You can listen to all of our previous episodes. You can find me on Twitter at Nick site. You can find James on Twitter at James Momb. He's looking something up, so I'll do it for yeah. him. Yeah, I am. I'm James Momb. You can find me there. It's fine. Um, I'll be there. There's also a uh, Twitter account for the podcast. I can't fucking remember what it is, though. 2GM Pod. Oh, by the way, we swear on this podcast. Sorry. Um, 2GM Pod. I think it is. 2GM Pod. There's also a Facebook page at Two Grown Men. <laughs> 
and we're both findable on there if you really want us uh, there is a patreon if you want to support us beyond just uh rating and reviewing us on your podcatcher of choice or whatevs uh, or telling your friends about us uh, you can uh, go there at patreon.com forward slash totp and you can give us as little as you want a month as long as it's over a dollar it's all in dollar amounts i'm afraid because america and i'm not even sure i think that means quite a lot for i know that my with our economy tanking here in this country i know that the money i paid to patreon went up quite a lot this month yeah 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 me too it catches so, you out um, a little Oberon war as everyone knows was a english journalist um and he's probably primarily known for his contribution his private eye diary uh, and his um uh, journalistic efforts which uh brought about um, the downfall of the former Liberal leader, Jeremy Thorpe. Um, interesting, he left Private Eye in 86 when Hislop um, succeeded Richard Ingram's oh, editor. So he doesn't like Ian Hislop, we can... Well, we don't know that for sure. Seems but, likely. But let's put two and two together. Yeah, that's four. I had a formal education beyond school, so I know that two and two together is equals four. Or a small orgy. What's an orgy? when lots of people do it right how was your holiday there were no orgies um it was okay went to devon uh for a fortnight with my lovely lady wife oh fucking hell who really says that in real life you just did my lovely lady wife i've heard you say it before i think yeah i know it's awful isn't it it's very lazy way of talking it's cringeworthy but at the same time Mm. the problem with um a sort of an ironic an ironic distance from terms of endearment like that is yeah. that like in with uh, uh amy and i mm. we have an ironic distance from stuff like that so that whenever mm. we do accidentally say baby or something mm. like that then we go into a tailspin she called me babe twice in the last week and then wow. immediately went apparently i'm a person who calls you babe now yeah. i don't know how and that you, happened you don't look anything like a piglet nope i do not look like a piglet at, at least not when i'm dressed is and pig, I'm dressed most of the time. Is piglet the best word for a baby animal? <laughs> yeah, so, I think it is. Such a cute word, piglet, isn't and it? And it perfectly sums up what they look like as well. It does. They do look like piglets. Um, we saw some piglets while we were on holiday in Devon. Uh, oh, you're bringing it round to your holiday. Yes, it did. So, yeah, went away with Scarlett and uh, Nicola. Um, and it was very nice for the most part. I had a, uh, a few very nice long bike rides, which were fun. I went to the beach, went to an excellent um, farm attraction called The Big Sheep, which is just outside Biddeford. I recommend that if you're in the Biddeford area and you have children of school age, you check out The Big Sheep. It's a really enjoyable day out. Is it always there? Yeah. It's not just, like, seasonal? No, no, no. It's open all year round, yeah. It looks like it's quite popular locally, and they have, like, wedding... You know, like, they do at Portons Park, they have wedding fairs and stuff out of season. God, I hate that stuff. But, and they got a microbrewery, which is nice. We bought uh, we bought our friend Steve some micro beers at the sheep place. Yeah, have we, you ever been to a zoo when there's a, when there's a wedding going on there? It's incredibly disruptive. No, <laughs> like you go to a zoo, well, like the, the animals getting married. There's a zoo near here. Couple of gorillas, Marlins, no Marwell, 
Marlins is a place in town. It feels yeah. a bit like a zoo. They've got lots of zebras there at the moment. Zany zebras. Yeah, um, but Marwell Zoo, and it's quite near a hotel, so I think it's quite a good venue for... And it's in grounds, isn't it? Marwell Zoo is very close to the Marwell Hotel, yeah. And isn't... Is there like a, Which a is big house the, on the site? In the well? middle, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I've been there at least once when there's mm. been a big... Uh, a, like wedding there and there have been loads of people wandering around in mm. in their wedding suits and yeah. stuff and it's really disorienting i don't like it i don't recommend it they've, it's very disruptive they've got loads of wild animals from different countries there as well you ever noticed that i what have the fuck is that all about but that's what you go there to see that that's oh. like it's like if you saw a, if you're on an airplane and you saw mm. a penguin you'd be like what the fuck is that penguin doing here but if you saw it at a zoo you wouldn't be surprised i'd just start throwing pokeballs at the fucker yeah and that's that's how i feel about the wedding people at, at the zoo snorlax looks a bit like a penguin doesn't he you're supposed to be wearing a tracksuit or something you're supposed to be wearing what, casual comfortable shoes when you're at a zoo what, you have to go dressed up as fucking Ian Brown when you go to the zoo, is that right? I always have, is that yeah. not required? Being sort of punch an air stewardess. Hey, 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 I don't think I've, um, I don't think I've told peace you. Peace and love, peace and love, but I'm going to smack you in the mouth. My sons have, like, their summer hats, like those bucket hats. Hip, 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 hooray. That um, are, like, they're, like, they're very good for shading, like, R- keeping Rennie the sun hats, off. yeah. Keeping the sun off little boys yeah. and girls, but also they do look like those things that uh, Northerners wore in music in the early 90s. Not, not just Northerners. I can't believe you just gendered fucking bucket hats. I know, that's ridiculous. My, my daughter has a bucket hat. I'm sorry, uh, Scarlett, I'm sorry. Should she but, not have um, a bucket hat? But, so I said to Noah, like, you look, I said to Noah, you look like a proper geezer. No, I said, oh, look at you. I said, you're right, geese at him. I don't think anyone really says that, but I thought that's what street people say. I've never heard anyone say it in the world. I said, you're right, geese. And he said, I'm not a geese. I'm Noah. Brilliant. Very matter of fact. He puts, he sets me straight a lot mm. at the moment. I haven't got any geese. What are you talking about? He is um, starting preschool this week. Um. Where's Scarlett? Scarlett must be starting something. Not starting, but she must be going back to school yeah, this she's, week. She's at school. She's in year two. Which is, in our grown-up terms, does that mean she's still infants? No, Second-year juniors. Second-year juniors. Second, or is it second-year infants? How is she juniors, though? That no, can't I be don't right. think so. I think it's second-year infants. It's very confusing. Do you find <clears throat> that since people... Because I, I remember that people were just starting to talk in terms of years. Mm. While I was still at school, people were talking year one, year two, year three, or whatever. But I never understood it because it was like you're in your junior, you're in your infants, then you're in your juniors, then you're at secondary school. Up until I was in the third year juniors, I don't think I understood the numbering, so it's all a bit vague to me. I actually think now, on reflection, that years one to whatever it is when they leave is is probably a better way of doing it. So she's in year two. So we're still imperial measures. Is that is, is the way we think of school, imperial measures? Is this my last... Yeah, so she's eight ounces. Because I'm very... I, I'm, and the, the normal one where you go one through ten or whatever, that's... Metric. Metric. So this is the one thing where I don't understand metric. Because I understand in every other situation, metric makes perfect sense to me. But in this one, I'm like... Well, it's you're in your like you're in secondary school. Mm. You're in first year secondary school, second year secondary school, third year secondary mm. school, fourth year secondary school, seniors, fifth year seniors. Mm. In fact, I think you only go to the fourth year, and then you go to the sixth form or something. I'm sure we didn't have no. a fifth form. Yeah, you do. Oh, 
my parents really Why did the a fuck fucking... Why the would they call it the fucking sixth form? <sighs> That's I always wondered. Although, to be fair, a moment ago you said you were an angry 21-year-old sixth form, and I was thinking, well, yeah, you should have been out of the fucking sixth form two years no, ago. No, wonder you're no, pissed off. because now that we've got the social internet, people stay angry sixth formers, like, into their 30s and 40s. But you said when you were 21, and that was way before the fucking... It was before the bloody motor car. I was... Ahead of my time. Ahead of my time. My uh, colleagues and I in the sixth form, we didn't have the internet, but we mm. did have this big A4 book mm. that we'd all write into it and mm. shit talk each other. We didn't have the internet, but boy, we sure knew how to masturbate. It was called uh, the Backstabbers book, and cool. basically the rule was that as long as you were funny, yeah. which, now that I think about it, Fucking is an incredibly hell. problematic metric yeah, that's to put on it. Yeah, subjective, isn't it? As long as it was funny, you could, you, people could, were not allowed to get pissed off about yeah. something if it was funny in the Backstabbers book. Brilliant. So you could slag people off as long as you were funny. According but of course, to whom? The people, that's exactly Bernard it. Bernard fucking Manning. I think it was our way... Of like, who was he? There were three or four of us who kind of were stewards of the Backstabbers book, even though anyone could put stuff oh. in it. And I think it might have been our way of grabbing some sort of high status. Not that anyone except us gave a shit about it, but we were like, well, no, other people have made the rules for the rest of society. Mm. Uh, like if they're the captain of the football team or whatever or they're in the football team, or they can play mm. football, or they're having sex already, or something like that. Mm-hmm. We, get to, we, get to, we get to decide whether something's funny enough that it isn't offensive. Mm. <laughs> That's what Brilliant. we get to do. Um, which does make me think, remind me that Dan Harmon, in this week's Harmontown, was talking about, I'm still halfway through it, but was talking about how Gamergate probably started, and I found it really funny. It's really good. It's I about. I've listened yet. It's about um, ethics and journalism. Yeah, and no, but that wasn't what it was about. And also, a colleague of mine. I can say this because we're friends on Facebook, and I don't want to offend her, but I like. Um, I know she probably doesn't listen to this, but we were talking about. Um, <laughs> we were talking about stuff, and she was talking about a comedian called Anton Anthony Jesselnik. Okay. She yeah. asked me if I'd listened to mm-hmm. him, if I'd seen him, and I said I think I watched the first ten minutes of his. Um, I'm I'm too forward with my opinions. Too forward in coming backwards. And I, I just started saying, oh, yeah, I think I saw it, because I didn't like his stuff. Yeah. So I, I, think I said, I think I saw the first 10 minutes of his thing, and of his stand-up, and, mm. yeah, I just stopped watching it, because I thought it was like he was trying too hard to be offensive, and I thought it was mm. rubbish. And she said, oh, yeah, I really like him, and started talking about how clever he was. Mm. And I was like, well, but I mean, I don't know if he... And I was trying to be diplomatic. I was like, I don't know if he is really, though. Mm. I don't know if he is really clever because he's literally just... His whole thing is being a, a, a smug a smug white dude. Mm. S- deliber- like, that. the name of the thing is too soon or is yeah. it too soon or something. It's to, the, His whole shtick is not being politically correct. Oh, I don't, that's very I don't, brave. I don't mean like... I don't mean like Ricky Gervais, who that is his whole shtick now... But it isn't the name of his fucking shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? This guy, it's even the name. He's not even as inventive about it as... And I, and so I mentioned, I said, I mean, it's not like, say, Frankie Boyle, who I know people find offensive, but there's clearly sort of some sincere anger underneath mm. it all. And and she, and before I got to explain why I thought Frankie Boyle was okay, she said, oh, yeah, I don't like him. I mean, he's just rude. It's just not... Wow. It's not clever. Like, it's not... No, this guy, he's really clever. I mean, he is offensive, but he's really clever in how he's offensive. And I think the point of it is that it's supposed to be offensive. And I was like... I feel like this is one of those... I think I'm learning. My point is, I'm the hero of this story Good. because I'm experiencing growth. Because I think 
in previous situations, I would not have looked at the person and thought, there is no need to make them feel like shit about liking this stand-up comedian no. or trying to. No. And I just went, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, that's or, that's fine. And you, I just went in the kitchen. You can go the other way and just be honest and say, well, now I know that you like that person. I kind of like you less as a result. But I didn't think I do. Because I already knew. You already know what people are capable of, I think, don't you? And yeah, but if you put aside your simple um, infatuation, do you like <laughs> That's what? I don't know. I'm not infatuated with Frankie Boyle. No, but the whole time you were talking about it, you were nervously fingering the um, board in front of you, so... Frankie Boyle? You were nervously fingering Frankie Boyle's board. Um, he looks gonna, bored, though, doesn't he? We were going to talk... He looks fed up. Yeah. I think it's good that he started writing, because that gives him... He's got two or three... Not started writing. I'm sure he's been writing all along. But it gives him a few years before... Like, he was clearly on a on a on a self-destruct as long mm. as he kept doing stand-up he was loathing people more and more in that setting and loathing himself more and more mm. he was clearly spiralling and by changing location he's bought himself a little bit of yeah. time by changing venue he's yeah. bought himself a little bit of time before he finally I think it's really really good for some people uh, that we don't have really easy gun ownership in this country yeah I and I'm, when I say that I'm not like I'm not making some ha ha joke about mass shooting. I don't think Frankie Boyle. I don't think Frankie Boyle would take out other people. Okay. I really don't. But I think we have a long history of the really good angry stand-ups destroying themselves. Very interesting picture of Frankie Boyle you've got in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that he calls his stand-up, I would happily kill every one of you or whatever. It's like, I, yeah, don't I, don't, he'd, I don't think, I he, think he'd see it through. I don't think he means it. To be honest with you, Michael McIntyre has got more the look of a mass killer, yeah. Yeah, hasn't he? I think he's just one... He's just one... Uh, Michael McIntyre, this is. I think Have you ever noticed when people annoy you so much you've just got to murder them all? <laughs> Have you ever noticed when, uh, like, uh, one joke fails to land and you feel you're so entitled to the laughter that you just go postal? <laughs> Sorry, postal workers. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's clearly the stand-ups we should be keeping an eye on. No, I think most of Frankie Boyle's hate is internalised. Okay. Well, yeah, almost certainly. Very, I've, I've, uh, his first book and a lot of his experiences with his mental health chime very heavily of my own. I need to read those. Mm. You also had an experience that I've, I used to experience that was like a height of anxiety about um, uh, just sheer screaming terror of the void. So contemplation of your own mortality leading to a uncontrollable terror. Oh. Mm. I f oh, we've probably talked about this before, mm. but I have that, mm. but I find it quite comforting. Oh, no, it's never comforting. It's sheer fucking terror. I haven't had it for a very long time. We were going to... I feel like because it's uh, Noah's first week at preschool, mm -hmm. I should talk about that, really, because I am a little bit nervous. Yeah, I'm done with my holiday. Well, we've we've been talking for like thirty five minutes. <laughs> I've got I've got a hard out in about ten minutes. Yeah, no, I've got I've got I've got spaghetti to cook. <laughs> um, I did the bolognese last night. I've just got the spaghetti to cook. Oh, I love your bolognese. Oh, I tell you, my, it's a better recipe now as well. I've uh, in, no, because I've stolen your recipe. You can't change yeah. it. Add, do the same thing, but add passata. Oh, oh my God! Thank God, you said something that was tangible that I could deal with. I thought you were going to say it's the exact same recipe, 
but now that now that I'm a bit better medicated and a bit better mm. adjusted, I realise that the missing ingredient that it mm. needs is a, is a bit of love. And I was like, yeah, I'm fresh out of that. I don't have enough. Oh, no, Passata's dead easy to <laughs> Passata's get Passata's easy. Yeah. Right, because I can't do love. I you can't can do buy, love. I haven't got it in tubs. Whereas you can only really get love at Waitrose. Comfort, yeah. like, oldies don't do it. We haven't got a local Waitrose where I live for some no, reason. You're only, you're only allowed it in a, in a certain uh, salary bracket, economic um, bracket. Yeah, we're not in that yet. No. Well, it's like it's uh, on the chorizo aisle. And it's like... Um, well, I went there on holiday yeah. to the island of Chorizo. It's beautiful. I believe I pronounced it wrong. I believe it's Thoriso. Depends how pretentious you are. So, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> but the, but it's, so it's like the with that, you can get the the uh, the normal, the the, the affordable uh, Chorizo, Chorizo, which is sal- salami, basically, and it's only a little bit. And then it goes right up to the 50-year-old... Sa- uh, uh, salamander cured salamander cured that's actually in a salamander that they stuffed full of chorizo well, that's either or a lizard or a grill I think it's a lizard mm. or a gorilla grill oh no it's a lizard a professional catering they call it the salamander oh okay well no not that it's like, mm. it's got legs so that'd be a lizard that so actually, then it's like and that costs £100 for a, a salamander of chorizo and they're only small I don't mean to sound I don't mean to sound xenophobic but um, little little chorizo don't ask taste fucking German the um, the best sentences are the ones that start with <laughs> I don't want to be xenophobic <laughs> I don't know if it is possible to be xenophobic about German people. Yeah, I think it is, though. No. My granddad said... (laughs) The only good German is a German you make friends with and you really forge close bonds and a lifelong commitment to love one another. The rest are all assholes and I wish they were dead. (laughs) And the rest are perfectly nice people, he said. But you can't be friends with everyone. Yeah, you can't. Don't try, James, because it just leads you to be unhappy. So what you should do is you should hold some hold some Germans mm. close, mm. and then just accept accept the mm. rest of them. Just be polite. Yeah, uh, but don't don't overstretch yourself because you know what you like. Did he say that? You know what you like. He did. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a German that I would like to be friends with. You oh. put too much faith in in people. You give too much of yourself, mm. and it doesn't leave enough for you and your closest and nearest and dearest and closest quite like that Guido Horn that was their uh, Eurovision entry about 10 years back I don't know that one no. how'd it go uh, I don't know because I immediately thought of the old Norwegian Me Let a Meal song and he didn't sing that can you remember any of the songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest Moustache was that actually a song from this year yeah Moustache it was the French entry wasn't it Moustache Moustache I feel like... But that's only because I get playing it during the Euros. The, it's why I shouldn't ever... It's why I, I don't like really going to restaurants. What, because um, they play Eurovision? No, events. is you spend a lot of money and the meal is really nice while you're eating it, but then I don't really have a strong memory for that stuff mm. after the fact. And um, and it's the same with Eurovision. I'm watching it and I'm actually... Mm. I start engaging with it really, really sincerely and earnestly and thinking, no, that was a good song. That was all right and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can't then, remember any of them And later. then in turn... 12 hours it just turns into shit yeah mm. you just can't yes exactly mm. uh, so had you finished about your holiday you were in Devon it's too late now it's did done. you did the black dog visit oh fucking hell yeah yeah but I walked her twice a day so. 
I assumed that I the, the really brown, long took, bike journeys were yeah. a way of staving that off and removing yourself from... I took, I took the brown dog as well. <laughs> Both came with us. We have a children's book called The Black Dog, which has this be- beautiful illustration, yeah. but I haven't read it yet. I haven't been <laughs> able to bring be- myself. Is it a beautiful illustration of a man with his head in his hands weeping uncontrollably? Well, if I'm, I might be remembering it wrong, but... Because I've only flicked through it, but it is about an actual black dog that visits, and I think everyone in their family is nervous of it, but it turns out it's okay. But I think the family's called the Hopes. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Hope. It's definitely something that's really on the nose like that. And it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, I think it mm. might be. Um, or is it cancer? I think it depends. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends. I've been really tired lately. Have I told you that? I went to the doctor. He said, I've got stage four hope. There's nothing they can do for me. I uh, five years ago we had uh, hope, um, balls, Ed balls, and I don't think I really understand memes. This no, this I, is a thing. I'm I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm meme blind. I don't really understand. I, them. I don't know what's going on. I'm just here for the ride. You had a holiday that you were probably depressed at some point. Did yes. you take it out on your family? Actually, yeah, there was one one day when my family bore the brunt of it, which I feel very guilty about and probably don't want to talk about at the moment i still feel quite unpleasant uh, not i don't get fit i just get unpleasant i am worried about i my son is going to preschool and i'm worried that he is too i feel like he's too young to go to preschool he's still so little mm. and i'm worried about how the kids are going to treat him and then i worry that i will uh uh be i will project so much of my broken personality mm-hmm. onto him and worry about him so much that I will uh, stifle him for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, there comes the point now, you're getting to the point where all you're doing now is fucking him up in ti- yeah. tiny, tiny, Le- imperceptible ways. Should I just be staying out of his way? Yeah, as much I mean, it's what I try and do with Scarlet. I just sort of chuck her the iPad and say, Black can't fuck you up any more than I can. It'll be like, I'll, it'll be like, I'll be like Elsa in Frozen. I'll think I'm doing the right yeah. thing. I'll conceal and don't feel. Yeah, well, you've I'm got like, to listen, it, you've son. You've got to let it go, mate. Yeah. Listen, son, we've done our, we've had our period of, yeah. of cuddling and support and yeah. stuff like that. Now, I'm going to leave you to your mother, not because I have a fucked up idea of mm. gender roles, but just because I think it's safer if, if I, for your benefit, I stay at a certain distance yeah. and it'll, it'll break remote, me up inside. Remote and distance. Yeah, but you're yeah. better off. I'll stay at a certain remote yeah. distance um, and then we'll reconnect at some point in your late 20s yeah. when the hate has gone and the resentment. Besides, because he's a bit younger and cuter, your brother Max is my favourite now. Yeah. Which one is your favourite? I don't really have one. Oh, yeah, they all say that, but come on. No, I think once they're, on. like, there's a point where... Because de- I like one of my dogs more than the other. There's a point where their development levels out. Mm. I think there's a point where their development levels out where I'll be able to compare them mm-hmm. like for, like, a little bit more. Yeah. Like, when one of them's seven and the other one's six. And do whatever. it loudly when they're about. Yeah, so where i'll be able to say well this one is has this sort of personality and this one has this sort of personality i can see the differences now mm. between how max was how noah was when he was max's age mm. but they're still at such different stages mm. that there are so many benefits to each and like like when one of them is being difficult the other one's being delightful and vice versa so, so i don't really have a favorite at what age do you first get to say to them why can't you be more like your 
brother. It was very difficult for my mother. She had to use the examples of other children. Why can't you be more like the pets? Yeah. We didn't have any, really have any pets because my parents hated me. Oh, okay. They hated you, but you were an only child. Have I ever told you about the depressing day they took me to the RSPCA shelter to get a dog? And we were turned down because my parents worked too many hours. Oh, and God. So I was told, oh, yeah, we're going to go and get a dog. We'll go to the RSPCA. You can get a dog. We think you're old enough and responsible enough to look after it. We went to the RSPCA and they fucking turned us down. That's awful. Because uh, uh, my parents worked too many hours. And I left broken fucking. I was like, well, go on, fucking kill a dog rather than give one to me, you idiots. That's how they felt about it, clearly. Yeah. They said, rather than give you a dog, we'd rather put ours down. On the other hand, this was a really long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, when they euthanised dogs left, right and centre. Well, yeah, but I mean all of those dogs, even mm. the dogs that people had that they got to love and cuddle and all stuff. All long dead. Then they're all long dead now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck that. Why should I be left with any happy childhood memories? <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't yeah. get any. Why should you? Yeah, I oh, know. Well, no, but I, I, got, I got even better. I got a fucking trauma. Yeah, I didn't have that many of those. Do we eat your heart out yet? No, well, we are. We haven't talked about any of the things you're going to talk about. Yeah, there's always next week. I want to talk about routine at some point. I need you to come around my house and do one as well so we can test out some um, technology for the uh, Twitter comic that we're going to be hosting in a month and a half's time. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> it's all right. It'll be fine. You've done them before. I, I, no, I've got an awful lot planned. It's just I'm a bit concerned that I left it so late to get the promotional material sorted. So I've mm. kind of put pressure on friends, which is what's making me feel bad. It's, I mean, it was, what, ten seasons of really good TV at the time, but you can't <laughs> put it under too much scrutiny because it ultimately is just about a bunch of, like, middle-class white people. But it really caught the zeitgeist, didn't it? It did really catch the zeitgeist mm. for middle-class white people. Yeah. That's for sure. Um... What was Friends. That? <laughs> that was from the music in the yeah. beginning. Um, okay, we can talk about routine some other time. Yeah, because we ain't got time to get into it right now. No. <sighs> We're too disorganised to talk about routine. Too disorganised men. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been fun. I've no idea what it's going to be like for the listener, though. Fucking awful, but I've enjoyed it. I feel like we've free-ranged a lot. We haven't seen each other for a fortnight, though. What do you expect? <sighs> No, we haven't. Bring the mics down so we can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, listener. We're going to fuck now. Bye. <laughs>